All right, welcome back. Enjoying the music. Uh, beautiful, beautiful summer day here in Central Iowa, the home of our broadcast, a flagship station of our podcasting network for Pit Pass. Uh, Tony Wank in studio. Uh, great guest. We're talking a bit about poll starting, but also the primary topic of hour number one, and besides uh, our super, super special guest, Mr. Christopher Carr, is that uh, we're going to have a flat track race coming up here, Tony, and it, and it features some names, including our next guest. Yeah, well, uh, Chris Carr is going to be racing there, and then, uh, of course, we've got up next is Jake Johnson, who is a – he's been – I don't know if he's one of my favorites. I think he's been one of my favorites. I've always really followed Jake Johnson because, and he knows this, he was on a Suzuki poster 100 years ago um, at a bike shop where I used to hang out at, and um, he uh, turned into be a really, really good AFT Twins class racer, and uh, his best finish of second place at the Buffalo Chip TT was uh, recently, so nice. it's a good time to have him on, so we bring him on. Well, we welcome Chris Carr back, and uh, now Jake Johnson joins the field as well. Uh, Chris, your vantage point, given your age of 52 years old, okay, tell us what you see in Jake Johnson. What makes Jake a great rider? Well, I think uh, Jake's strength is that he is effortless on the motorcycle. When he's going around the racetrack, um, he doesn't, it doesn't look like he's fighting the motorcycle. I'm sure he'd probably correct me in that, but <laughs> when things are going good for Jake Johnson, he looks like he's going really slow. And as the slower he looks on the bike, the further he puts the uh, riders chasing him behind. And, um, I think if anything, uh, if, if uh, Jake, uh, Jake just uh, knows how to relax on a motorcycle, and uh, I think that's a, a, a key thing in uh, letting the bike kind of do its thing and uh, pointing it in the right direction when the time is right. And I, I think that's been his strength his whole career. You know, he's a he's a two-time Grand National champion, and uh, uh, the years he was uh, winning his titles, um, he made it look effortless. And that makes uh, Jake, you made it look easy, brother. I got to tell you, I agree with Chris. So there are times, there are races, there are laps, events, where you just look in a comfort zone that nobody can disrupt. Where does it come from? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate those those words, Chris. Uh, but man, I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you know that I'm 35 years old now, and it gets a lot harder. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, and won't get no. any easier either. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm noticing that. But uh, <laughs> but no, I mean that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's been my thing, you know, like just being comfortable, um, you know, and I've been fortunate to be comfortable more than I'm uncomfortable, um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, the, the older I get, the, the less those days come and, uh, you know, you gotta, you know, it, it's something I'm, I'm learning a little bit later in my career is to how to, how to ride a little bit out of my comfort zone without, uh, you know, without hurting myself because, uh, at a younger age, I can remember a handful of times I've, I've ridden above my comfort zone, and uh, you know I've ended up in the, in the ambulance afterwards. So, uh, just uh, trying to find that balance uh, is, uh, is pretty tough. Jake, you've uh, you guys have been traveling a fair bit here lately, and and uh, the series has been 
I mean, I guess it depends on how's it, how it's going, but it seems like the travel alone would be pretty taxing. How's it going for you? I know you're, what, like eighth in points right now. I know your best finish was at the Buffalo Chip. But just kind of, if you will, just kind of reflect on the season and and talk about uh, how it's going for you this year. Uh, man, I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster, really. Um, you know, back with my my second year with Essence and Racing, um, you know, but it's it's kind of a new team, a new deal. Um, you know, last year we kind of floated around with Yamahas and Indians, and uh, this year, you know, we committed full time to the Yamaha and uh, went to Daytona, finished on the podium, and you know, thought, man, this is this is going to be good, and uh, got into the half miles and struggled uh you know got back into some short tracks and tts and and you know was running back up front again uh i think uh finished third at Laconia short track and uh you know second at buffalo chip uh you know could have should have would have you know won it but um but yeah then then back to rapid city and sacramento and you know kind of back uh back on the struggle bus but um yeah i mean like I said, it's it's been a been an up and down year, you know. Some of the PTs and short tracks, you know, we're we're right there, right in the hunt. Just uh, you know, you, you would think uh, you think going in circles would be a lot easier than left, right, and over jumps, but we got that we got that nailed down pretty good. Just uh, just got to get that thing working a little better on the ovals, and uh, you know, just uh, try not to uh, try not to beat myself up too bad when when we got a bad weekend. Jake, what a uh... What would you attribute it to? I mean, clearly, I think as an outsider looking in, uh, the Yamaha looks light, agile, and that probably plays well on the tighter tracks slash TTs. Where, where is it that you feel like, uh, I'm sure through practice and qualifying and everything else, you're finding where uh, the other guys maybe are getting a gap on you? Are we talking coming off the corners, mid-corner? It sure doesn't seem like it's straightaway speed, but I could be missing something. No, no. I mean, straightaway speed, we're 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 pretty darn good. But uh, I think the struggle now is just you know just getting that power to the ground. Um, you know, I, I, I think this is this is something I learned from. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was from Chris years ago. It's like you know we got 100 horsepower motorcycles with a with a 60 horsepower tire. So trying to uh, trying to manage all that is is pretty tough. Um, so yeah, I mean. That's the thing, you know, we got a brand new chassis this year. Um, you know, the, the motor itself has been around for a few years. Um, uh, you know, so there's still some fine tuning to be done with that, but, uh, but yeah, just trying to, trying to get that whole combination together right now. Um, you know, it's still in the, in the development stages. So it's, a you know, a lot of, uh, you know, take one step forward and take, then, then take two steps back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've been through it before, you know, helped develop, you know, been part of the, the Suzuki program and, and the Harley program. So I've been on a lot of, a lot of new motorcycles and, uh, you know, in this sport, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So, um, you know, just got to find the positives and, uh, you know, keep working to, to, to try to get better. Jake, I gotta, I gotta ask you. You know, you look back to 2018. Uh, you passed Jared Meese. You were riding uh, the Stenson Racing Indian at the Buffalo Chip, and you went on to win. This year, you got out front early, and if if that thing hadn't coughed along on coming off a turn, uh, the last turn of the last lap, 
you would have won two in a row fairly easily. With your results uh, so far this year on on the TTs and and uh, the fact that you got uh, you won Buffalo Chip on an Indian, is it fair to say that for you the Yamaha is is a, a better TT bike uh, with you at the controls than the Indian was last year? Uh, I would say. I mean. <laughs> It's hard to say. I mean, obviously that that's that's been our strong point, um, you know. And you know, I feel like I've been a, a a decent TT rider most of my career, and uh, you know, so the bike is is really good on TTs. Um, and I think on TTs, I, I mean, riding these twins, hundred horsepower, three hundred and twenty something pounds, I, I kind of think they're they're all hard to ride. <laughs> so I think it's. Uh, I kind of like to think it evens the playing field a little bit and, uh, and you know, it, you know, who, who can ride it best, I, I think comes out. I think, you know, the, the setup and, and things like that aren't as, as critical. Um, but then again, I mean, obviously we do have a great bike. I mean, you know, obviously JD has been showing that also, um, you know, he's got two TT wins this year, uh, you know, could have, could have, should have, probably was going to win Daytona. Also, um, you know, had a little hiccup in a semi, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we do have a good TT bike, um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think they're they're all pretty hard to ride. Um, you know, I, I enjoy riding motocross and like jumping, but man, every TT we go to, no matter no matter what twin I'm on, every time I come to that jump, I go, man, not again. <laughs> so it's uh, you know, it's definitely tough, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we have a have a pretty good, pretty good platform for for the TT. I don't think people like us that aren't racing that series or on those motorcycles, they don't realize how hard it is to lose, lose leave the ground on the motorcycles. It's uh, they they don't they're not designed to do that, and it's uh, with the you know with the suspension set up and and it's I've seen some seriously scary swaps at TT races where you're just like, I, that guy's dead. And then they just ride it out, <laughs> you know, and you're like, ah. and then the next lap they do it again. And you're like, Oh, how many, how much, how, how many have, near fatal incidents do we get to watch this race? Like these guys have more guts than any of us or, you know, cause there's no chance we're going to, we're going to huck that thing every single lap. So I, I commend you boys. It's uh it, it can't be fun. And uh, if it is, well, you got bigger guts than us, which we know that anyway. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's fun, but uh, but yeah, like you were saying, uh, what was it the last last lap of my semi at Buffalo Chip uh, took the lead the lap before, and it was the first lap I had, you know, basically to myself over the jump. I'm like, all right, last lap, I'm gonna I'm gonna test my limits here a little bit, and got all out of sorts, but you know, did a big old air wheelie and slammed down. And uh, set set my airbag off, and my my Dionysi suit uh, landed so hard. <laughs> that <laughs> had, cannot had to, had be fun. <laughs> yeah, I had to ride the whole last lap like the Michelin man. Oh, uh, uh, you're the Stay yeah, Puff man riding around there. Yeah, that just shows you how uh, how hard them things hit sometimes. If you, if you don't get it perfect, you know. Do you get to uh, give Dionysi some feedback on that as to? Uh... Uh, maybe the TT setting, we need to increase the the G load just a hair. Yeah, yeah, we we've talked about that a little bit. I think uh, I think they, you know, the suits are so advanced, it's crazy. You know, they 
I can't even elaborate what's going on, but they plug the suit in and, and download all the data and it shows, you know, speed and, you know, all the, you know, everything that's, that you're doing on the bike. And, oh, wow. That's uh, cool. Know, so, yeah. So actually after Buffalo chip, um, you know, a couple of guys from Dionysia are there. So they're downloading the suit and playing it along with the, with the video footage. And, you know, it just shows, uh, you know, how much is going into this now and, you know, trying to, trying to keep us knucklehead safe yeah it's it's pretty impressive what they can do with the suits and uh gosh i suppose there's probably getting to be enough empirical data now it'll be an interesting it'll be interesting when they let their numbers out as to you know how many fewer collarbone issues uh you know shoulder issues that were that are a result of the airbag suit era yeah for sure for sure that was my goal this year was to not use it you know, I wanted to, <laughs> I told myself, I, I kind of jinxed myself that morning and I was telling somebody because I was still running the same suit that I, that I wore in Daytona. I had a brand new one sitting in the truck and, hey, I, you know, I don't want to use it and, uh, you know, set it off with, you know, landed so hard, didn't even crash, but set the thing off. But uh, it, it definitely makes you feel good, though, uh, you know, if, if you throw one of them things down that, you know, a buffalo chip over the jump or, 130 mile an hour at a mile, um, you know, just out of that extra protection, you know, especially, especially at my age, you know, makes, makes me feel a lot better. So. Well, awesome, Jake. Well, uh, we're not going to make Peoria, but we'll see you at the Springfield mile. Right. And then, um, yeah, we, uh, we'll bring some autographs, stickers and patches. Yeah. I need stickers. We're going to need stickers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of stickers, maybe, what are we talking about, Scott? Jake Johnson stickers, Chris Carr stickers. <laughs> you got? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I heard at the beginning of the show that you know I wasn't sure if I was your your favorite rider anymore. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he he runs know, off at the mouth happened. a lot. Well, <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm fond of you. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm like in that special way. <laughs> you are in eighth place. I'm just saying. I mean, you know. No, it'll be awesome to uh, run into you guys at, at Springfield. And, and then we've got Chris who's going to be racing in Davenport. I'm really excited for that. You, what do you think of Chris Carr racing the Poltaco Astro on the half mile in Davenport? Man, that's uh, he's going to have to pack Astro. a bunch of straightaways, I think. <laughs> Poor bike. <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long way around on an Astro. But, uh, but no, it sounds like fun. I think it will probably be like uh, – like riding a 600 on a mile, probably. One of those things on a half mile. Screaming. I was thinking an XR100 on a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full tuck the whole way around, not even not even letting off. Wow. And that's something to aspire to, I suppose, right? Just, just pulling the choke every once in a while so it doesn't explode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give yeah. it a break. Yep. She's a high whiner. Um, well, it is an old two-stroke, so believe me, there won't be a full tuck because the hand will be near the clutch, just in case. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas, commercial time, commercial break. Plus, we have to do a special salute to uh, a very uh, fine young man that uh, we lost um, August 12th, I do believe. So we will do that after we let Jake Joe, uh, Jake go. Jake, thank you much. Any sponsors you want to recognize? Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, Essenson Racing, obviously, uh, Monster Energy, Yamaha Racing, Yamaha Lube, uh, Arai Helmets, Dionysi Leathers, CD Boots, Five Gloves, uh, 
And yeah, I mean, I could go on for days, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people behind us that make this happen. So, gotta gotta thank them. Team effort, baby. Team effort. Jack, start him up if you will. We'll send Jake into the pits. Chris Carr hangs around. Uh, Brad Jerminski is up next, so stay tuned for that. Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.